What's up, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services, Doza Real Estate Group in Cleveland, Ohio, on the commute, talking real estate. Uh, in previous episodes, we're gonna try to focus our topics a little bit, some feedback uh, for those of you out there um, wanting to get more focused in on topics uh, so it's a little uh, more concise and uh, you can ch- pick and choose what videos and clips you wanna see. So um, we're gonna still do the daily updates just so you can get uh, a day in the life of what's going on um, with my commercial brokerage and real estate development uh, uh, day in the life. So, But today we're gonna talk about, um, and I'll take you through this journey. Uh, most of you that have been watching the videos know that I started my real estate career, and I didn't even know it, buying a house in the Tremont neighborhood of Cleveland. And this is back in 1997, and you'll hear me say this over and over again. I should have bought the whole neighborhood back then because it's worth uh, 10 times as much as it was when I first bought my house. To give you an example, um, I think I bought my first duplex there at like 65000 and it will easily appraise at um, probably thirty-five, thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, $350,000, $360,000. So let's say that that example, it's six times what it's worth, but um, I was able to purchase other houses in that neighborhood, which I flipped and since sold. And, um, you know, those uh, at the prices I got them for are probably 10 times um, the, the value that they were back in 97, 98. So that's, wow, 20... It's, uh, I mean, it's 2023. It's, it's over 25, 26 years ago. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, this is a long-term game. And uh, although the, the Tremont neighborhood really had a meteoric rise in the first five to 10 years, and it's still continuing to sustain and I think even grow further just because um, development continues, the density is, is continuing to uh, grow in that area and more and more demand um, continues to uh, show itself in that neighborhood. But anyway, um, duplex, I bought it. I, I have all this equity. I don't know why I haven't tapped into this equity, but maybe because in the last five, six years, I've focused on my uh, building my brokerage business, but now it's time to get back into investing and we're going to leverage that. And what, so today's topic is we're talking about um, how you finance uh, investment properties. And you know you don't have to have your own money, but obviously it, it helps uh, when they say cash is king, you, you really have a lot of flexibility uh, re- regarding having cash. Uh, now, you know I'll, I'll make a comment, a lot of investors out there are looking to get properties at pennies on the dollar, which that is their right, but uh, don't expect that as the norm you know, if, if I'm trying to sell my, if I know my house, uh, we'll use this duplex as an example, is worth 365000 and let's say that's a 10% cap rate. I am not selling the house for half of its value just to get quick cash unless, you know, I needed the money for some ungodly reason where I needed it right now, then I'm not selling my property for anything less. And so uh, we're getting... You know, when you have cash, yes, you have some leverage, but you know, and you might get some discount, but uh, you know, you're really going to have to catch somebody at their lowest point in their life where they're going to give up an asset 
to you at uh, 50%, let's say, let's just say as an example, 50% of what it's worth. So, um, uh, but if you purchase a property for its cash flow and uh, for its long-term appreciation, I think you'll, you'll have a better um, chance to find decent deals, you know, not home runs, but you're going to hit, uh, you know, as, as they say, uh, singles and doubles instead of home runs every time you purchase a property. So, but if, if, if all you want to do is hit home runs, then by all means, uh, when we were flipping houses, we would uh, put in about 100 offers a month and maybe get one or two under contract. So that's uh, two to 5% that we put out there that got under contract at the price because we were buying uh, houses normally 50% of their value. Now they're there. And then the other thing that people don't realize is that there's going to be a, a, a good amount of distress in these properties. So a lot of repairs, maybe they might not be in the best neighborhoods. So don't expect that you're going to get a class A property that's turnkey in the suburbs for 50 cents on the dollar. Um, you know, and if you do, that and you don't have the money, call me. We'll uh, we'll finance that deal somehow. So getting back to the topic about financing, you know, you can go to your bank and, and get a normal mortgage. But for um, if you're not living in the property, uh, then you're going to have to get a investor loan, which sometimes requires 25 to 30 percent down payment. Uh, so uh, be prepared for that. You got to have that's where the cash comes in. Um, or you can, if you don't have the cash, you can borrow that cash. So borrowing from family is in, uh, family and friends, you know, the old, uh, you know, can I borrow some money uh, request from your families and uh, family and friends. So hopefully you, you built a reputation and, uh, and, and uh, character enough that they will uh, loan you money. And then obviously you want to pay that back and probably give them some interest uh, if, uh, you know, and then they'll be compelled to lend you more later on. And then you can go to your, your circle of influence, your family, friends, employees, um, co-workers, that sort of thing. Uh, so if you, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, I used a lot of self-directed IRA money. Uh, so I used to work at the Cleveland Clinic. Doctors had uh, 403B uh, money. Um, so retirement money in an IRA or a 403B or even a 401k that you can transfer that to a specific uh, what they call custodian. I use Equity Trust here in Westlake in the Cleveland area, and they can uh, they put that into a an IRA, and the IRA uh, basically owns the asset. And so there's a lot of uh, laws and rules about using that money. Um, so read up on that on how to utilize self-directed IRAs um, to uh, invest in uh, properties. So that, that, there's another way. Um, and then there's hard money, which, you know, that, that can come in a lot of forms of basically uh, hard money lenders are private lenders that have money from other investors um, so that, uh, and they're usually at higher interest rates but uh, they will loan you the money based on the um, cash flow uh, or potential cash flow of the property you're buying. You know, so that's definitely not a, uh, a vehicle for permanent financing, but uh, if you do find a deal and you need the money right away, then you could use hard money 
um, so that the asset is the collateral and then also the cash flow is the collateral. So in case you cannot pay that loan back, then um, you know, then they, they will take over the house and um, uh, that the loan can be guaranteed that way. So, um, and then there's raising uh, uh, private funds of your own. So again, I'm not an attorney. Uh, you need to talk to uh, probably a securities attorney um, because there's, there's so many rules that the SEC puts out uh, in regards to borrowing money and just read up on all the Ponzi schemes and scams that people have been involved with in um, just even in the Cleveland area where people uh, say, okay, I have this project, uh, invest in this project, and then you will get uh, some form of returns, whether it's an interest or whether you get some equity in the deal or, or what have you. And then they were using that money to pay off other debts and hoping that their project would uh, kick in and um, pay, pay themselves back. And uh, if the project goes south for whatever reason, now you're stuck with uh, paying somebody back without any cash flow coming from a, a property or development that you promised that uh, you would use that money for. So again, your rep, your reputation, your your um, uh, your word is your bond in this uh, in these uh, times. I, you know, I don't care if you sign a, any piece of paper. It's it's really um, what, how you portray yourself and how you build trust with your investors and community. You know, I, I can call investors uh, that I worked with uh, 15, even 20 years ago, and uh, they know that they're going to get their money back. They know that, they're go that their investment is safe because anything I tell them that I'm going to do, I, I will do. And I won't uh, uh, sleep. I won't eat until uh, I repay that money back uh, to them so because I want to have access to those funds later on so uh, just a word of advice if you're starting to borrow money from people then make sure that uh, they are the number one priority to get paid back and uh, before you get any money yourself from the deal so um, let's see I'm trying to think if there's any other well uh, in sp specifically I'm for my property uh, to, in Tremont that I'm trying to leverage the equity out of there. Uh, I'm going to, the, some banks uh, like Dollar Bank has a product called a, uh, 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 it's, a, it's like a home equity line of credit for investment properties. Now, most banks won't do it uh, because you're not living in the property, but uh, Dollar Bank has a business uh, commercial banking product that allows uh, for investment properties properties to have that that have a lot of equity and have um, cash flow uh, to um, use a HELOC and the reason why I'm gonna try to use a HELOC is that uh, it, deals are hard to come by right now and um, you know it might take a while I don't want to do a cash out refi and then have money sitting in, in my account doing nothing um, and then with inflation and everything else uh, that money um, decreases in value so, um, you know, I, I want to have the, the flexibility. I might pay a little bit more in interest and um, maybe, well, Dollar Bank doesn't charge any fees for the HELOC. Um, I think as long as you have your first mortgage on that property with them, and it's going to be a very small first mortgage because uh, I don't owe very much on the property currently. And um, 
you know, so that that's how we're going to try and do that. And if, if not, we might have to do a cash out refi or just be ready for a cash out refi once we find um, a good deal, which, you know, again, that's going to be a daunting task because I'm used to deals um, back in the early to mid 2000s where we were paying 50 cents uh, or 50% ARV on uh, or maybe even less um, on houses. Uh, ARV is after repaired value of, of properties. So, you know, you're, you're not going to get those type of deals unless the house is really in bad shape or not the greatest of neighborhoods um, or somebody, like I said, is truly desperate uh, to sell their house. Um, you know, we sold a house once to um, an estate uh, administrator, you know, basically the kids of uh, parents that passed away and they had they let somebody live in there and that uh, person who was a friend stopped paying rent so they didn't uh you know feel feel good about evicting them and so they just left it up to us but you know in order to do that we had to um uh or they they had to accept a really low price on that property um you know so uh we are going to continue to try to do that i'm sure you know we're going to run into a lot of wholesalers um, and a lot of uh, people who are holding on their price uh, because, you know, the market is still pretty strong here in Cleveland. So we will update you on that. But on that note, we're going to let you go. Thanks for sticking around this long. If you want to get a hold of me, my personal cell phone number, 440-941-3692. Now, you know, I might not be able to answer the call but if you leave a message or a text then we will definitely get back to you or if you want to um, email me mmendoza at fast-res.com uh, or uh, direct message on instagram at mike mendoza 216 um, until next time